Before we begin our discussion, we would like to mention that this episode is sponsored by Audible.com. If anybody doesn't know, I'm sure most people do, Audible is a application or a website that you can use on your phone or computer that you can get access to audiobooks. Every month they will give you one free new book to try and listen to. Audible doesn't only do audiobooks, they also have comedy, self-help, fitness programs, wellness programs. And I know that you just read something recently for the podcast. Yeah, recently I actually just read Joe Hill's Horns and it became kind of difficult to read the book all the time. The audiobook just made it's so much easier to be able to listen to that in the car. Great book, by the way, if anybody wants to check it out. It's amazing. Audible.com has thousands and thousands of titles. Mm -hmm. It would take you, I think, like 300 years to go through their entire library or something crazy like that. And like I said, they have way more than just audiobooks. They also do podcasts. So obviously we're huge fans of that. And to get your free trial, it is 30 days through our link. It is audibletrial.com slash the extra sisters. And that is T-H-E-E-X-O-R-C-I-S-T-E-R-S. And we just want to give a huge thank you to audible.com for the sponsorship. Mm And we are the Extra Sisters, so sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode number 83, and in this episode, we are going to be discussing the 2017, like, renowned film, Get Out. It's got a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is a Jordan Peele film, and this is my first time seeing this film ever. So, this is exciting for me. I've been- I was so excited. I've been wanting to see this film- I've actually tried to see this film and it didn't work out for me. And I'll tell that story in a minute. But the only reason I haven't seen this film is because I knew when we started this podcast that we would do it. So I have waited for this moment. Good. So I held on to this one because it's not like I haven't wanted to see this film. Like who hasn't seen it like in the (laughs) horror community except for fucking me. (laughs) uh, I'm really excited to talk about this film. Now this uh, film Obviously, it was Jordan Peele's first, unless I'm mistaken, mistaken, but his first entrance into the horror world. And man, he yeah. came in fucking kicked in the door, dude. Yeah. Just knocked it right down with the Academy <laughs> Award and like, like, just fucking blew it out of the water. And he keeps going. Us was amazing. I can't wait for more. And then I'm sure, I mean, the Candyman trailer looks scary amazing so he has not disappointed and i'm sure he won't because it seems like he's very careful and deliberate with every decision that he makes yeah so i let's just get going man like i have so much to say and it's hard to talk about this film you know i want to walk through but then i just want to talk and it's going to be kind of messy because i don't really know like how to structure here because my mind is just like all all over the place so perfect let's just talk about it (laughs) okay so i have avoided plot points and spoilers for all of these years so i just want to throw that out there really you got away with not knowing what this is about for the most part i knew i knew that some weird shit went on when he went to meet his girlfriend's white family that's pretty much all i knew uh, I knew that she was a psychiatrist, the mom was, and so I figured there was some sort of like hypnosis because trailers, you know, that, but up to that point, that's pretty much all I knew. The inference I had made was they had black uh, help, I guess, you know, which they did. And I thought that they just, that I, I couldn't figure out what exactly was they were doing to them. So that's pretty much all I knew, which was good because I literally didn't really know what I was getting myself into, which this came out in 2017 and it's 2020. And this is one of the most famous horror films to come out since then. So yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself. Yeah, you should be. Good job. I have avoided this. Now, I did try to see this pretty close to when it came out. So in 2017, when this came out and it hit Redbox, Brad and I went and rented it from a Redbox and came home. We put the disc in. We got up to the point where they actually got to the girlfriend's house and they were meeting the family and even got to the point where she sent Georgina to rest because she was getting like, you know, with the, when she was the tremors. Yep. 
and the disc skipped so bad oh, that it no. wouldn't work. And so we went to return it and they didn't have it. That was the only copy they had at this particular red box. And so we just didn't get another copy of it. And it just never happened for me again. <laughs> so I actually tried to see it right around the time it came out and it just never happened for me. So it was like that everyone was like, no, just wait for the podcast. You're going to have a podcast one day. Just do it for that. I got to say, one of the first things that I wrote down in my notes was, I think one of the reasons that Jordan Peele is so successful, one, because he's just a brilliant writer, mm-hmm. just throwing that out there. But when you are a comedian and you can write a horror film and you're also very introspective with politics and what's going on in the world and you can, in a nuanced way, write that into a horror movie, but also put comedy into where it's actually funny because you understand comedy and politics and nuanced horror, you're going to make a good horror movie. Right. That's one of the reasons Jordan Peele is so successful because all of the humor in this movie hit so well. I actually was laughing. Like the dynamic that Chris has with his best friend was so funny. Right. Like right in the beginning, their conversations, I was already laughing. Right. Also the fact that Jordan Peele has been asked if he wants to do a sequel for this and he hasn't just gone for the money. He's said that maybe he might do that someday if it feels right, but not just for a cash grab, which I think we yeah. need more of in horror nowadays. Especially interesting because he did this with Blumhouse. Yeah. And we all know, like, I'm not saying Blumhouse is a, I mean, is a cash grab. I'm just saying they pretty much do everything that mm-hmm. comes their way. So you know, Blumhouse would probably be like, hell yeah, let's do a Get Out sequel. Right, exactly. <laughs> but since this is Jordan Peele's intellectual property, you know, I'm glad because if it wasn't, and let's just say Blumhouse, who, somebody with Blumhouse wrote this that wasn't Jordan Peele the exact same way and it was just as brilliant, you know, maybe they would have just done it. I don't right. know. So I'm glad because I think that, and this is a very delicate piece and I wanted to also start out by mentioning that this is a racial piece and we are white women and we you know being a black person in the united states is not my experience to speak on so right that's not something that i can speak on and so my commentary will obviously be limited to my experience as a white woman in the united states so but that being said i did listen to some of the commentary on my blu-ray from jordan peele but You know, it's not like he's, it's not like even if you were to watch this film, it's like, it's not like Black Christmas, what Black Christmas did with its feminist agenda. It it doesn't like beat the shit out of you to where if you go into it wanting to watch a horror film, you can't also just get a horror film Mm -hmm. because it does give you that. So just throwing that out there. Yeah, there is so much, I I will also mention riffing off of you, there is so much depth to this movie. I can't give you guys enough trivia, but I advise you to look up the IMDb trivia for this movie because there's so much to it. Every single scene, every single shot, there's something in it that means something. Mm -hmm. And how brilliant of a mind do you have to be to have so much trivia that every shot is significant and for you to just do that knowing that your audience is not gonna pick it up but for it to matter to you so much that you do it anyways right that is a true master of the craft of of just film absolutely and that's why i think monkey paw productions is so important and jordan Peele. like i will I'm not saying that everything he'll ever do will probably always be a hit or a hundred percent perfect. There may be something he does in the next few years where we go see it and we're like, Oh God damn it. That was terrible. Or, you know, but that does not mean that, you know, he's not brilliant. So he can even make a dud and I'll be like, don't care. It's kind of how I feel about Ari Aster. I'm like, you know what you can, turn out a piece of shit and I will still love you and respect you because of stuff like this. Like I can't do it. Exactly. I'll never be able to do it. And it doesn't take away from get out or us or what I hope Candyman will also be. So 
And even if Candyman's not original, that's a hell of an original to have to take on and do well because the expectations are very high. Exactly. So I'm glad that he has it and not somebody else. Totally agree. And we haven't even gotten into the film yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, we're just like, Jordan Peele, master He's of... He's amazing. Oh, we my God. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that everybody at up to... Well, everybody except for me, apparently. I think most people have seen this film. So I, it will probably be a little less like, this is this scene, this is this scene, this is this scene. Because honestly, even though it's a feature film, like, I didn't feel like I sat down and watched a huge long move it's not like it's two and a half hours but you know it was it didn't feel like that because it gets going pretty quickly the only thing that i knew i wasn't gonna like about this film is not because it's bad i hate secondhand awkward oh Oh, yeah and there's a lot of that that's one of the reasons i i have been like procrastinate that like even before this i procrastinated on this film because i knew that there was racial tension in this film and it was just about white people being like you know overcompensating and i i knew that it was just going to make me feel so awkward to my core and that's one of my least favorite feelings to get in a movie theater even if it's done you know very deliberately and it's supposed to make you feel like that like i hate that so that's hard because this movie is pretty much that from like right start to about you know the first like hour and 15 minutes but obviously that is the movie like that's the point that it is that it is making right so rose is dating chris and rose is taking chris home to her family and Chris, obviously, you know, he's like, have you told your family that I'm a black man? And she's like, it's not that big of a deal. But to Chris, as a black man, he's like, you don't get it, though. Like, it is kind of a big deal. Right. And, you know, and I'm, it is. And I, I'm not saying it is because that's his experience is you probably need to tell them because you, you may think it's cool. But in my experience, it's not always cool. Well, yeah, who knows? I mean, your parents could be cool on the outside, but they could secretly be like, well, yeah, I like her as long as she's with a white man. Exactly. Well, and she, like I said, you know, you and I, Kristen, get to go through the world seeing it through a white person's eyes, whereas a black person, you know, they get they have a completely different experience than we do. So she doesn't live her day like he lives his day. So things that are not a big deal to her are different for him. So something that's not a big deal to him you know, or not a big deal to her are a big deal to him. So they just right. have different experiences. And right. well, it's not, it's not the same thing at all, but it's just like you and I have been saying on feminist movies, you know, the white male does not understand our perspective on things sometimes. Right. Exactly. Like even going to the bathroom in pairs, men make jokes about that a lot. And it's like it's safety. You don't get it. Like there's a dark hallway back there. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a hallway, but so even something simple as like saying, Hey mom, my boyfriend is black couldn't mean something to him like you know and yeah your parents may not be racist but you don't know what his experience has been in the past so exactly you know so they go to this and this is like when i say like rich white family to a t like rich white family to a t man like oh yeah And she even makes a point to say, like, oh, my dad's going to tell you he would vote for Obama for a third time. So it's kind of like the, oh, I have so many black friends. And it's like, all right, that's not, you know, like, okay. They go and it's awkward, you know. So the mother's a psychiatrist and a hip, she does hypnosis, apparently. And the dad's a neurosurgeon and the brother is a scumbag. A professional. A professional scumbag. <laughs> and, like, I couldn't even look at him. Like, he's just gross. Like, that's probably an insult to the actor. Like, he, but he just looked like a scumbag. Like, I don't know. He's very sleazy looking. God, yeah. Lit and so awkward. Like, but, you know, it's just really awkward. Like, I just, just, the awkward just starts immediately and I hated it. But even on the way to the parents' house, he gets pulled over and the cop asks him for his ID and Rose like jumps in to defend him, you know, and she's like, you don't need his ID. I'm the one driving. And so Jordan Peele immediately starts off with a political commentary, you know, and 
this is again this came out in 2017 so where this not that that was you know that long ago but huge conversations still being had about that so just gonna leave right, but also the horror movie part of it the background she's not actually defending him because you know if you've seen the movie you know that they're going to take his body and if he were to have you know his id on file oh hey this man went through this way that'd be a paper trail and it could get her in trouble that's very true that's very true you just think she's being a cool like right you don't fuck because you don't know yet you can fuck off you know and like pretty and what it does is it sets the scene as she's like the perfect girlfriend you know right out to defend her man which is basically what she says because and i figured like pretty quickly into it i was like oh she's in on this there's no fucking way like she she does it's not like she doesn't know her family is a bunch of fucking skis ball like she knows but that anyway i was just like as soon as i found i was like oh i fucking knew it anyways i digress <laughs> but it's just awkward immediately like and he tries so hard like he's such a good guy and obviously you want him it's not like there's any qualms about who you're rooting for here it's like you're like almost borderline yelling at the screen for him this whole time and he's smart this whole time and he's it's kind of like like he's single-handedly it's not like he has anybody helping him during this whole thing except for like two seconds of this movie other than his i just mean like on site here so yeah he's got to ward off all these fucking white people on his own right so he's also meeting kind of meeting a groundskeeper and a housekeeper what's the groundskeeper's name i don't remember his name i do not remember I remember Georgina. Doesn't matter. But, and the father even says, I know it looks weird that we hire black help or whatever. And he's like, oh, I wasn't going to go there. And it's like, I hate this. This is so awkward. <laughs> like the whole time. And it's like, oh, they're like family to us. Da, 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 and all this, whatever. They basically also just throw out that they're having this big party. And Rose is like, oh my God, that's today or that's this weekend and i would if i was the significant other i'd be like i'm i'm gonna leave like i, I didn't bring yeah. clothes for this like i no, know he's way cooler than i'd be i would leave i be like hey you have fun with your family i'm out my social anxiety like i yeah. oh my god like and agreed and, and she even says like this is gonna be like the whitest white and i'd be like oh my god no <laughs> like exactly no Absolutely. I'm good. I'll see you when you come back into the city. Yeah. And like, I don't even want to know your family. Like, I just don't think this is going to work out. Like, <laughs> no. I mean, I get that he loves her and I do, but there will be like, if you truly are going to marry someone, because they do seem to make an effort to want to like him, you know, at least like, hey, I didn't bring clothes for this because these people come over and they're in like suits and stuff and they have on like denim you right. know like they are clearly like okay maybe we should just like make a run to at least go get more clothes or something i don't know like i would just have to make up something because this would just like kill me inside to go to some social event like this agreed with all these people that you don't know you're already meeting her family for the first time let mm -hmm. alone all these other random people yep but even before that the like first night he's there he goes outside to get some air and the groundskeeper just this is like one of the creepier parts of the movie just like runs at him full speed ahead and then just like veers off and it's like okay yeah and then georgina the housekeeper is just like staring outside into the void and it's like what the fuck and the mom mentions earlier he's a he's a cigarette smoker and mentions, oh, I can uh, get rid of that with some hypnosis. You should, you should uh, let me hypnotize you. And he's like, nah, it's fine. And then corners him, you know, when she, he's going back upstairs and does some little hypnosis on him. When she puts him under, you get a little bit more about this accident, and which we do get some more on that later. But you basically find out that he didn't really do much about it. Yeah. That scene was really hard for me, and you get more about it in in depth and pieces, and that's really hard for me because 
my mom was actually in an accident when I was probably about nine, probably about his age, honestly, and I was sitting at home all by myself watching TV. So thankfully she lived, but I, I felt for him. I cried when I heard about that or I heard that scene. Really? I didn't, did I know that? I don't know if I've ever. Um, yeah, that's, we... she got a traumatic brain injury. Oh, from that that's the TBI an... accident. Yeah, that's why occasionally when I talk to her or talk around people, I'll just jump ahead when you forget a word or something because I was used to growing up with her where she forgot things. So, yeah, so that one was really uh -huh. hard for me because I remember that feeling of being at home sitting on the sofa and one of her friends came and got me to take me down there to see her oh my god yeah that's awful yeah and his mom died and so you can imagine like the guilt you know obviously your mom did not die thank god but you know the guilt just knowing that you were home and the guilt that he had that his mom died and he didn't call anyone and i think he said he was 11 and it's like well, what do you you don't have a lot of those like thoughts you know, right. when you're 11 to do that. Exactly. You just wait around for mom to get home and watch TV. And she'll right. get home eventually. Right. Well, she she's doesn't. What, caught up late at work or something. Exactly. Yeah. So he goes to this space and it's very interesting. It's like, I don't remember. Do you remember what they called it? Let's see. The sunken place? The sunken place. Yeah. And it's basically just this, when he's in hypnosis, this void space in his mind where his, he, his physical being is basically, or his mental state is just floating. And it's honestly having to live there would be terrifying. So I'm just throwing that out there. Jordan Peele did say in a commentary, the meaning of the sunken place and these are his words the sunken place means we're marginalized no matter how hard we scream the system silences us that makes a lot of sense with the theme of this yeah movie because right this is a horror film in essence but when you look deeper it's not hard to see what he's saying here right. yeah <laughs> but when you do listen to the commentary which i did do a little bit of the commentary actually just for the alternate ending which i will talk about at the end so i have a little bit of what he talks about but when he talks about being a black man and in this society and growing up and being on a marginalized person and the, to be able to write something like this and to be able to make it such a metaphor that you're able to make it a horror film to this extent like we said in the beginning oh my god what an artist you know right. like it's not like he wrote a poem he wrote a fucking screenplay like oh my god <laughs> jesus right Christ. like but so chris wakes up the next morning and he doesn't smoke anymore so it, it worked yeah he it it does and he's like <laughs> mom fucking hypnotized me and she's like oh my god i'm so sorry and da 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 all this shit and she and she's a very good little actress you know mm -hmm. she even fools the audience for most of this film here she's really good at it even like after the film, looking at the Blu-ray case, there's a picture of them together and her like looking at him and smiling. And, you know, on the Blu-ray, you're like, oh, she takes him to his family or her family and her family is real fucked up. Poor them. And then you're like, you fucking cunt. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a scene at the end where she's talking on the phone and she has this flat fucking face, but she's making the same sounds as she used to when she was that happy, bubbly little girl. Mm -hmm. And it creeps me the fuck out. Yeah. She's a really great actress. Yeah. Like in the film, but then like also in the film. Does that make sense? Like, <laughs> yeah. So he is freaked out because he got hypnotized without his consent, which is fair. Right? <laughs> That's awful. Like he sits down, but it's like, are you going to be a like mean to your like future in-law or whatever? You know, like. Mm, yeah, exactly. You're you going to, to participate. You're going to try to be with her. Accommodating. Yeah, you yeah. want to her to like 
you. And then she even starts saying something about, have you been smoking around my little girl? And it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awkward. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So you're like, all right, I guess I'll sit here and let you hypnotize me so I don't smoke anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So it's really creepy when we're getting to this party this day and everybody's talking to him. This golfer's like, oh my God, I know Tiger Woods. I know Tiger Woods. I love Tiger Woods. And because it, it's like, he's black and they're like, oh my right. God. And somebody's like, oh, black is so in fashion. And then somebody else is like, is it true what they say about black men? And he like, she like looks at his crotch and it's like, they're like, oh my God. And it, this, right. this is one like my awkward, like, I was like, oh, fuck. But people actually do this. Like when white people don't know how to act around black people, they like, they're like, I like Tiger Woods. Do you like Tiger Woods? Or like Obama was a great president. <laughs> it's like, right. Exactly. Can yeah. You not <laughs> like, are you fucking, can you not? <laughs> but I'm sure they don't actually ask about like their dick sizes, but you never know. Like, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> oh, she's a horny old lady with an old man next to her maybe she needs a little something something well and that's the thing like you find out that they do a contest for who's gonna get his body right you know and so she's like i hope it's my fucking decrepit husband because then i can fuck <laughs> this guy you know exactly. he's like how's the dick game is it strong because damn I'm like, <laughs> because damn i can't wait to hop on that <laughs> this party is to parade him around to these potential winners of him He's yeah, a like a horse. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which obviously like you don't know that, but you know, some shit's going on because you see the only other black man that he meets there is like, like he basically says to his friend over the phone brainwashed. He yeah. Or there's a point he goes upstairs and all of the white people are downstairs and they, they get quiet and they watch him walk upstairs. It's fucking creepy. I literally wrote the immediate cease of talking when he walks upstairs all at once. I was like, oh. So creepy. No. And he had to have heard that, I feel. I feel like you could have heard them talking and then it got quiet. That would freak me out if I were him. So he gets to the point eventually where he's like, we got to fucking go, like, right the fuck now. But it takes him longer than, like, it would have taken me because, like, he's listening to his gut, but he doesn't want to be rude, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, like, he is super sketched out, but he doesn't want to cause a scene and there's all these fucking white people everywhere, like, but she has to go, like, you know? So the people, they... Eventually, he does get really freaked out because he's calling his friend and he's like, oh, yeah, they're going to brainwash you into being a sex slave. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's not far off. That's <laughs> what the old lady wanted, sex slave. This one lady, like, gets her husband and this whole other guy, he's blind and wants to be able to see. And or some people want housekeepers. Like, you know, just kind of like it, everybody wants something different. Mm -hmm. So now he's freaked out he goes upstairs sees that his phone has been unplugged so he and he has this exchange with the housekeeper who's like you ever get freaked out around all these white people and she's like no 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 but she's also got a tear running down her cheek so what she's saying isn't necessarily mirroring how she's looking he also right. takes a flash picture of the only other black man that's there and it brings him out of whatever state he's in enough for him to scream, get out. You got to get out of here. And then they constrain him and rehypnotize him. So he's like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> this is when he's like, okay, uh, gots to get out of here. And then that's when his friend is like, oh yeah, like you got to go. And then he sends his friend a picture of the guy and he's like, his friend knows who that is. And that kid went missing. So his friend who happens to be a TSA agent, which is funny later because he basically thinks he's the equivalent to a cop. Right. Goes into action and starts basically doing all this research. And he's like a great friend to have because he does not give up on his friend. No, he doesn't. He's great. He goes full detective. He goes to the cops with this and tells them that he thinks that his friend who goes missing is being taken for a sex slave by these white people. Not, not just a normal slave. Sex slave. sex slave who is brainwashing <laughs> him and they all they do is laugh at him but he's still not gonna give up he's like all right if they're not gonna help me i'm gonna do this on my own so he does have somebody looking out for him so that's good 
he unfortunately gets freaked out a little too late or i don't know even if the timing would have really mattered because they pretty much got him stuck there because the one person he feels like he pulls rose away and tells her that he's really freaked out and shares his concerns with her and she's like okay i'll make up an excuse and we'll leave and it'll be okay and so they go back to the house and they pack up their stuff. And earlier she said that he's the first black man that she's ever been with, but then he finds pictures of her with all of these black people, including Georgina and the, that other man. So he's like, oh my God, she's been bringing them all here. Yeah, she's the honeypot. Yep, she's the lure. I was like, oh, I fucking knew it, fucking bitch. I knew it. <laughs> it's not like it's hard to figure out, but there's some part of you as the viewer that, like, you want her to be on his side because you want somebody to be on his right. side, you know? You want him to have some white ally, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But no, that's not what Jordan Peele was getting at here. And that was the point of this film he didn't have an ally he was I, I i don't really know how to be sensitive about this but he was the marginalized black man against all these white people there was nobody here for him right and that is that's harsh but that's what it was so the thing that she was using to hypnotize him was clinking her tea her spoon against her tea glass or her teacup and so pretty much as soon as she does that he's fucking out and yeah that's that's a terrifying weapon that's scarier than pretty yeah. much any physical weapon because you are completely immobilized at that point and he wakes up strapped to a chair and he has to watch this disgusting cult video and yeah it's rose's grandfather created basically this cult of people that use this procedure or this method called coagula and they basically hypnotize them and do basically the psychological pre-op and then an actual procedure where they get their bodies and they give them to other people. So it kind of reminded me of Skeleton Key a little bit, like when they do the voodoo to pass on spirits, except this is yeah. actually a physical thing. They <laughs> this do. is actually brain surgery. We're moving brains. Yes, with science, <laughs> not with voodoo. So they do. And the way that they actually played bingo for it, I think. Was yeah. the they well, they were going to go play bingo and they used the cards to call who was going to win him yeah. right gross yeah, it was disgusting and the man that won him was the, actually the art dealer and he got to send a message to him and he said it has and he was like why is it black people and he's like look for me don't group me in with them it's not about race some people think it's trendy and some people just want your physical attributes and all this stuff for me i just want your eyes you know so they can put somebody's physical body into or somebody's you know basically saying that he's going to be a passenger and the worst part is he still will be there in some capacity yeah he'll still see what's going on yeah he just won't be able to control anything it's going to be terrible he'll that's, be in that space that's the worst thing i could ever think of yes dude and that's why when he brought that man out of the state for a second he was horrified and screaming get out you've got to get out of here because it's it's basically the worst kind of torture because it will never end until your body is dead and if you're only in your 20s you're gonna have to live this for exactly 60 possibly 70 years yeah how awful this is like the worst thing you could do to somebody yeah that's definitely a horror movie because that's fucking terrifying yeah but he's really smart and as soon as i saw him like picking the stuffing out of this chair i was like stuff it in your ears because right. he fucking does so then that way he can't hear the clinking that hypnotizes him but he fucking acts like it and this is when when they come to collect his body he's actually able to fight back and he basically as one man i thought that he was just going to escape oh no 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 no, no, no. He fucking kills this whole goddamn family. Like, good for him. Super proud of him. I just, but I, I genuinely thought he was just gonna try to make a break for it. But no, mm -hmm. 
like he kills them first he knocks out the son you think the son's dead he's not but we'll get to that in a minute um he kills or he knocks out the son who is supposed to be assisting in the surgery and bringing him to his dad who's doing the surgery and then he takes this fucking buck head off the wall and shoves the antlers through the dad and i was like oh hell yes dude yeah and then he goes up to the mom and this was brutal because the mom takes this is it's like a knife or a letter opener i'm not sure which it was but he breaks her fucking coffee or her teacup and so she can't hypnotize him anymore because she went for it, but it fucking shatters. And so her weapon of choice is gone, which is just great because that mm-hmm. was also a huge symbol when it shattered. Like that's gone. That control is gone. And she stabs him through the hand and like it phases him for a second, but he is so convicted at this point that he just doesn't even like care really like there's yeah. something through his hand but he's well, like I'm he's a- got that adrenaline going let's just yeah. keep on going yeah I'm, I'm still gonna kill you like yeah something just went plunged through my hand but you know what it's cool I'm good and kills her and then you're like oh just this bitch Rose is left and that would be my moment like to be like I just killed your whole fucking family bitch mm-hmm. it's your turn <laughs> And I know that, like, to him, like, that's been his, somebody he loved up until, what, an hour ago? Right. You know, that doesn't just go away. I'm sure he still loves her, but, like, goddamn. Or maybe not. I don't know. That's not the person that he loved, basically. Well, that was a whole sham. But to him, it was all real that whole time, just not to her. But the brother basically comes back. He was not dead, and they struggle for a little bit and then he eventually kills him also rose is a fucking psychopath she's eating one fruit loop at a time very delicately and then taking little sips out of a glass of milk so she is a fucking psychopath bro well no no, no. it's even better because there's more of that political commentary it's the colored fruit loops can't mix with the white milk right yeah. she's a fucking psychopath though yeah straight up and like little tiny tiny nibbles too of the fruit loops i was like oh she has a different well, yeah breed. while she's looking for more people she's looking for like mba guys yeah double a prospects so they're like young college dudes yeah so she wants the young like really able-bodied like yeah. she's ready to bring in her next victim she's already moved on yeah she's like who else are we gonna find here sitting a little crisscross up on her bed and everything with her teddy bear yeah and everything that she's worn is uh she has a like a white turtleneck on at one point and then a, a crisp clean white button up like it's just yep. very, you know a lot a lot of symbolism going on here yeah so he actually does not go for rose though he leaves her be and he takes the brother's car And he actually runs over Georgina on his way out, but feels like she's just a victim because he doesn't know who. Well, and she looks about the age probably his mother would have been. Exactly. So this is his chance to kind of reconcile. Yeah. Because he hit a woman just like somebody hit his mother. And so he goes back and he grabs her and puts her in the car. But unfortunately for him, it was grandma. Yeah. And she screams, you ruined my house. Because he set the fucking house on fire before he left, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So uh, she wrecks the car. And then, of course, Rose at this point is like, oh, my house is on fire and my family is dead. But you hear, get him, Grandpa. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. The groundskeeper, the one that the black man that was just tearing ass earlier, comes running after him. And he remembers that the flash on his phone brought the other guy out of his trance. So he does it again. And he brings him out of it. And Rose is about to shoot Chris. And he says, no, let me do it. And then he shoots Rose because it's... It's the original, it's the person that actually the body belongs to. It's not grandpa. 
Right. And then he shoots himself because he's like, would rather be dead. I would do that. I would rather that than go back into that hell. Me too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No questions asked. But Rose doesn't die. She got shot in the stomach. So she has some time before she bleeds to death. And Chris goes over to her and puts his hands around her throat and goes to choke her. And she's like, you know, pulls the whole baby. Chris, it's me. It's really love you. And then uh, he's choking her. She's like smiling maniacally. And then you see these, these cop car lights and you're like, oh, no are you fucking kidding me and then rose dies and he puts his hands up and it's his buddy in the tsa car he came to get him and you're like oh thank god (laughs) because his dog with his dog yes and (laughs) he's like i'm the tsa we get shit done and so there's some humor at the end there and chris does get to go home after this and he also put an end to this. Mm-hmm. But they lost their hypnotist and their surgeon. So yeah. this is not going to continue anymore. Yeah. I mean, and all of the people that they were using to go get these black men and women. Yeah. Because the kids. So Rose wasn't the only one doing it. The son was also. Now his he was like beating people and like. Yeah. You know, it was not making them fall in love (laughs) (laughs) but yes so obviously a lot of political points here and this is not something that is not known about this film this is something that's very much talked about when people talk about and review this film and that's one of the reasons it's got a 98 percent on rotten tomatoes because just looking at it as a horror film it's incredibly unique like Taking out all of the politics of this movie, if you just look at it as a horror film, it's very unique. It's it's really good. It's creepy. It's not going to scare the shit out of you, but it's so enticing and you get so into the story and you're like, oh shit. And you know, just everything about it. It's so, I, I, it's enthralling, I guess is the word I'm trying to come up with here. But yeah. then when you get into all the things that Jordan Peele was trying to do and say with this film it just takes it to a whole new level which I think that a lot of people dismiss horror for they're like oh well movies should be about telling a deeper story and it's like but horror does that you just yeah. don't look at it horror very constantly does that and that's what Jordan Peele does so well is he makes people pay attention to the genre that we love so much And now that he's got all the eyes on him, we get to talk about these horror films and scare people, but also talk about something that's more significant. Right. But you said you had watched the commentary and there's a different ending. And the reason I ask about this is because I love this movie, Mm -hmm. except for the ending. I feel like it is so good all the way through and then the ending's just there and it's done. And I'm like, wait, what? No, go back. So what was the other ending? Okay, so the alternate ending, uh, I don't think it will surprise you. (laughs) All right, so the alternate ending, he puts his hands around Rose's throat. This is where the alternate ending comes in. Okay. And the cop car comes, and it is actually the police. Okay. And you're like, oh, my fucking God, are you kidding me? And they arrest him, and it cuts to six months later. And his best friend comes to visit him in prison and he's been put away from, for this crime. Mm-hmm. The house is burned down. And so all of the evidence is gone and his friend is still playing detective and trying to get him exonerated from this crime. And he's trying so hard to pull information out of Chris, like give me names, what happened and da da da. And Chris is basically like not even looking at him. He's looking through them and he's like, it's done. I stopped this. It's Okay. And he's like basically at peace with this. And he basically gets up and he walks away and he says he's happy that he beat it. And Peel changed the ending because by the time this came out, so he wrote this during Obama's presidency and it didn't come out until 2017. So when he wrote this, there was a lot of racial divide in this country and not that there 
isn't and not that race still isn't a problem but in George Hill's words these are not mine in the commentary he said by the time this came out people were woke and racism was being discussed and people needed a hero which is why Rod shows up at the end got it and that's why he shot the alternate ending in 2017 because he did not write that he did the original ending because people were still struggling with race so much he wanted to make a harder point at the end but he felt in 2017 people needed something a little bit lighter because of what we had already been through as a country up to that point especially when you look at the election we had in 2016 you know what i mean so that's why i mean that makes sense i wouldn't I wouldn't want that horrible of an ending either that he ends up in prison. That fucking sucks. But I don't know. I just feel like it's so abrupt and I wanted more. Yeah. And he does say that Jordan Peele said the first ending was a gut punch. Mm -hmm. Uh, He acknowledges that like, it's just kind of over. And when he tells his friend, he's happy he beat it. A lot of people think that that meant he beat the system of the oppression that was happening to the black men. But in Jordan Peele's writing, he actually meant he beat his personal demons when he went back and saved Georgina. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, what I was figuring. Yeah. So, you know, that was the original ending to Get Out. But like I said, there was a lot of changes that happened from when he wrote it during what he said Obama's presidency was to when it actually came out in 2017. So... That's what the alternate ending was, which I I don't know. It was like when the cops came, I was really relieved when it wasn't the cops because I felt like after everything he went through to go to prison. But then again, that probably, you know, would have been what happened because Jordan Peele said in the commentary, when there was no evidence, it would have been likely for them to just say, oh, well, the black guy did it and came away. And that would have been that. So, you know, right you know and like what would have happened either way like his friend just picked him up i guess you could have said well the gardener did it because he killed himself after all this could have been his out there you know that's true and if you're keeping with the you know black political commentary on it then he's still a black man so you could have gone with that i guess exactly i don't know i don't know what ending i would have liked better but i don't know that that's part of why i I like this movie, I really do, but that's one of those things you guys know by now. Endings just tend to ruin it for me sometimes. Yeah. But, some trivia. So, Jordan Peele used to direct these scenes in these movies using impersonations of Tracy Morgan, Forrest Whitaker, and Barack Obama. Could you imagine that? Because I've seen his Barack Obama impersonations, we all have, because if you go back to the Key and Peele sketch show he did... With Keegan-Michael Key, he did Obama all the time. Mm -hmm. Jordan Peele actually surprised students at UCLA one time. They had a class called Sunken Place, Racism, Survival, and a Black Horror Aesthetic, which was created after the movie. And Jordan Peele just happened, he sat in one of the classes one time, and when the professor asked a question, he was the one that answered the question. And then he got up and started teaching the class. And this was actually, someone actually recorded it, uh, briefly and put it on twitter shared it on twitter for a little bit so that was pretty cool oh that is really yeah. cool i love when like niche film classes and stuff pop up around like what's relevant in culture at that moment yeah. because it creates such a great discussion especially films like this because it can teach those of us that don't have this experience so much because everybody's going to go see a horror film so it gets people that like if you do a documentary about race People are not going to go, like, I'm sorry, and I I I certainly don't mean to speak on something, like I said, that's not my experience, but if a black man were to put out a documentary about racism, a white man that doesn't think he's racist is not going to go see it, Mm -hmm. even if he should. You know what I mean? Like, but everyone needs to see those things because we need to acknowledge that this is still something that's a problem. So when you create something that is, let's just say, a horror film, that is kind of ambiguous in its trailers and then you put it out there a lot more people are going to go see it and you get to have these kinds of discussions about it so that's why i love his what he's doing it's really cool yeah those are the big things that i found but there was so much trivia on imdb with every single scene and all this background information that i couldn't possibly written all of it down so please you guys go look at it it's so interesting on there 
I just won't have all of it in here for you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how with like we've talked about with everything that Jordan Peele does in his films with everything being so deliberate. Yeah, like, I mean, Us was no different. Like, Every single scene had something in that. So, yeah. I mean, if you do the commentaries on his Blu-rays, he talks the whole time. <laughs> you know, like it's not like you like it's when something is that important to a creator, they're going to especially when this was like his first like, OK, yeah he spent years on this and then it finally came out he's gonna it's gonna be a huge long laundry list of easter eggs and important things and you know so yeah definitely I, if you have the blu-ray and you haven't done any of the commentary even on just like the alternate ending or the bonus scenes or things like that you definitely should because even just like the four or five minutes of it that i got was really interesting so highly recommend this film for me and i think anything jordan peele or everything he's done or i guess us in this is definitely a five out of five for me including get out so yeah a five for sure yeah i was gonna dock it because of the ending because how i'm not satisfied with the ending until i found all of this other trivia and y'all know me the trivia is what makes it for me also so five out of five great movie amazing yep absolutely so obviously we recommend it and if you want to watch a horror film you can watch a horror film if you want to watch more than that and really dig into it you can do either one so it doesn't slap you in the face with it unless you want it to mm -hmm. so really enjoyed it and thank you guys so much for hanging out with us you can follow us of course on all of our socials it is the extra sisters podcast and on twitter we are the extra sisters and if you'd love to hang out with us a little bit more you can join our patreon family we appreciate our patrons so much we are patreon.com slash the extra sisters podcast we'd love to have you and next time the only way out is down till then stay creepy